Good morning. If we haven't had a chance to meet yet, my name is Mike. I'm one of the ministers here, and uh, I'm, I'm the one who's been coughing. Because uh, 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 last week, I, 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 in, in 20-some years of ministry, I've, I've never had to call out on a Sunday morning, except for the one time when I had a heart attack earlier in the week. And so, uh, and, and then that was a much bigger deal, and, uh, and many more guys had to step in over many more weeks. And so, uh, last Saturday, I was not feeling well, and so I gave David kind of that customary heads up of going, hey, dude, um, I may not be able to go tomorrow. And he goes, well, if you can, it'd be really good if you could. I'm like, I'm, I'm going to try, because I show up. That's what I do. And uh, Sunday morning, I woke up, and, and I like, could not keep my eyes open. And this guy's like, well, you at least need to get out of bed and give it a shot before you call David. I'm like, okay. So I made it as far as the, the uh, either the couch or the glider, I can't remember which one it was, in the living room there, and, and, and I, I, I didn't move for many, much more hours. And I, after a while, I called David and said, uh, dude, I, I, I just can't do it. And uh, so he uh, stepped in and did a great job getting a start on uh, the, the, the series. And uh, so I want to uh, thank him. And yeah, because this guy's like, seriously, this is going to be the Sunday you're going to call out the Sunday before he has to go to camp. He's got all of camp on his mind. This is going to be the Sunday. Does this look like I could preach today? And she's like, well, "You're probably right." And so, and so she's at home with whatever we've been passing around since Sway brought it home from camp. Thank you for that, my daughter. Um, and so, uh, but uh, yeah, I, I end up with a double ear infection and a sinus infection. So if I don't shake your hand today, it's not because I don't want to. It's because I I think I'll just probably stay up in my own little cocoon here. <laughs> and David's bathing in, in, in hand sanitizer. So. Uh, but one uh, mention one thing real quick. August 11th to the 13th is VBS, and so we're going to have VBS this year. Going to do a three-day Wednesday, Thursday, Friday VBS in August, and we could use some help if we can get. Uh, we need at least six adults. At least six adults, and more would be better because if we have more, then we can do have more fun. But uh, if you are interested in helping at all with VBS this year, please see David. Uh, and uh, he, he was the big, tall guy with the other uh, bald guy up here on stage. Uh, find him, and, uh, and, uh, and I'm sure we will find a place for you uh, to help out this year in, with VBS. Uh, today is the third Sunday of the month, and so that means we have uh, Kingdom Kids and Cycle and all that. And so if you are uh, anywhere between the ages of kindergarten and middle school, um, you guys are dismissed at this time. Yeah. Evelyn will be right there for you when you get back, girl. I promise not to move it. <laughs> so if, if, you, uh, if you are joining us today, either at home or, or here with us in the house, if you let us know where you're joining us from, if you use the connection card there at cchmd.com slash connect, and uh, let us know where you are at today. If you are new, you can simply just uh, text the word new to 240-347-0897. Today's sermon notes, you can find them on the YouVersion Bible app. And uh, today's sermon title is called Majesty. Majesty. It, it'll look like it was last week's ser- sermon because it was last week's sermon, um, but then it just got pushed to this week's sermon. And so I, the, the, the sermon should be up there uh, at least for today. And that way you can follow along there if you would like. If you uh, want to p- participate in the offering but didn't uh, uh, bring money to do so today, uh, you can uh, do that at the uh, secure online giving portal at cchmd.com give. Uh, before we go any further, though, let's go to God in prayer. Father, we thank you. Father, we thank you for today. And to be able to come into your house and to, and to sing uh, these songs of praise to you, Father, of how you are glorious and above all. But yet, Father, you 
love us and call us your children. Father, you are uh, infinitely powerful and create all that we see, but yet you are intimately close to each and every one of us and can call us by name. Father, I pray that today, as we look at your word, as we open up uh, these psalms, as we look at uh, these songs that led your people in worship throughout the centuries, that, Father, we can take them to heart and we can learn from them and we can see your greatness and your glory. And Father, we might show that to the world around us. Father, we thank you for saving us through Jesus. We pray that you would help us to save the world around us with the same good news that has saved our lives. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Music is an important part of our lives. Can, can you imagine going through your life without music, without uh, any, kind of, uh, any, any kind of songs, any kind of, you know, there, there are certain songs that just kind of get us prepared for a certain season, right? Like when you hear Bing Cosby on the radio, you know that Christmas is coming, right? I mean, I mean if, some, if, if all of a sudden you start hearing Bing Crosby on the radio in July, you'd go, mm, something's not right because Christmas isn't that, you know, we're, we're six months away, we're like, being your little early, right? You know, if you start hearing uh, patriotic songs on the radio, you're probably thinking, oh, is it Memorial Day weekend? Is it 4th of July? Is it, is, is it one of those national holidays that, that, that remind us of, uh, of the sacrifices that those have made in our country to give us the freedoms that we have? You know, maybe there are certain songs uh, in your life that remind, take you back to a certain summer, to take you back to a certain time in your life. And and all of a sudden, as soon as you hear uh, that song, you think of that high school sweetheart of yours. You, maybe it's a, a family vacation. Maybe it was a certain time, a certain place. Uh, I know that whenever my mom hears uh, the wind beneath my wings, she immediately thinks of her dad. Because uh, that song was uh, popular when my, when my papa passed away. There are just certain songs that take us to certain places and, and, and stir up certain emotions in us, sometimes for good, sometimes for bad, and all of a sudden, we remember these songs because songs uh, are important to our life. And so we're going to look at the songs that uh, the uh, Jewish, uh, our Jewish forefathers had that, that led them in worship. That God said, hey, here are, um, here are the, these songs, these psalms of worship that are going to lift your sights to see who God is and, and, and teach us about what God has done for us. And this, this year, we've been going uh, through kind of as a theme is, is that we're talking about the kingdom of God. So everything that we've been looking at has kind of led us to think about either what the kingdom of God is or what's our place in that kingdom. And so we looked at Matthew and we saw how, how Jesus came to bring a kingdom and established a kingdom by dying, even by dying on the cross for us and raising again. And we walked through the book of Ephesians and saw how Paul taught us about the identity that we have as as members of God's kingdom, as his children, as his people. What's our identity and how are we supposed to live out of that identity? And now we're going to look at the songs. As we look at these psalms through the rest of the summer, we're going to pick out psalms that highlight and praise God as king. Some of the psalms were written by David. Some of them were written by others who would help lead Israel in worship. But in all these psalms, we see that they're going to lift God high. 
What's interesting is as we read some of these psalms, some of the psalms you're going to go, I think I've heard that song, that those lyrics, I think I've heard those verses in songs that we've sung before. Uh, especially the, the, the one today certainly reminds me of uh, uh, a time growing up. And, and a lot of times, sometimes we'll hear, when you, when you read scripture, when you read the songs that we sing in, in worship, and often you see it in scripture, there's like this aha moment, right? When you often you find lyrics in the scripture, you go, oh, maybe, maybe that person wasn't the first person to think of it. Maybe they took it from David or they took it from uh, some other uh, person in scripture. I love hearing how creative people can put the words of scripture to melody. I love imagining how these song, psalms were supposed to initially be sung. <coughs> as you know, um, as you may know, Hebrew is a very melodic language. And so as they would, uh, you know, as they would read it or, or, or sing it, it, it sounds very much like, like a song rolling off their tongue. And even in some of the Psalms, it says, sung to the tune of, you know, and it has the little tune there. And, it, and, and we don't know what, those, what, what that tune is. I mean, it may, it may as well have been the, uh, the theme of Gilligan's Island, for right? You know, have you ever tried singing uh, uh, different praise songs to, to, to that theme? Uh, something we would sometimes do at camp and, then we come home and do it. My parents would be like, please don't. They, they, they'd make these notes and, and it'd be fun to hear one day. It'd be fun to hear one day how these Psalms were originally written, how they were originally thought to be sung. And one day in heaven, we gather with all of God's people from all of creation, from all of time. We'll hear and be able to join in the singing of these praises. Today, we're going to turn to, to Psalm chapter eight, eighth Psalm. And this is a Psalm of David. Now, so some of the Psalms of David uh, were given uh, maybe some context. Hey, D- David was here. He, was, he had just fought this battle. He's been chased by Saul. He's <coughs> just done this or done that. This one we don't know anything about. We know it's written by David. And I can imagine that David as a shepherd boy, maybe laying out under the stars at night, all of a sudden just began to put together the, the lyrics, the, 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 the lines from and that would eventually become this psalm. Maybe, uh, maybe he was out on his terrace one night as king, and he just looked up at the stars of the sky. You know, away from city lights, and and, and you know that they can just see all of God's creation. David begins to pen these words, recognizing the handiwork of God's creation, and how it leaves him <coughs> in awe. He says, "This, O Lord, our Lord." How majestic is your name in all the earth. You've set your glory above the heavens. From the lips of children and infants, you have ordained praise because of the enemies to silence, because of your enemies to silence the foe and the avenger. When I consider your heavens, the work of your fingers, the moon and the stars, which you've set in place, what is man that you are mindful of him? The son of man that you care for him. You made him a little lower than the heavenly beings and crowned him with glory and honor. You made him ruler over all the works of your hands. And you put everything under his feet, all flocks and herds and beasts of the field. <coughs> me. The birds of the air and the fish of the sea, all that swim the paths of the seas. O Lord, our Lord, how majestic is your name in all the earth. I don't know if you may recognize that, that first line. I, know, I remember growing up in the time when churches began to move from only using hymns to, be, to using some, some choruses, uh, this 
uh, was a line of a song that we would sing often. It had a little catchy clap part to it as well. Uh, now, truth be told, that catchy clappy part, uh, as I think back now, is, it was kind of cheesy and, and made us sound like we might possibly have rhythm as a church, but we absolutely had no rhythm at all because people just... And, uh, and it's, like, it's like, there's an actual part there that we should actually be clapping to and, and not just spontaneous applause. But I remember years later finding, finding this psalm and realizing that David wrote this psalm first. That, that many years later we would put it to contemporary music and, and add a cheesy clapping part to it. <clears throat> but the reality is that David had seen the name of the Lord as majestic and powerful long before we put put music. You might notice something interesting. As, as, you're, as you're reading, you, you see the word Lord written twice, and the first time it's written, it's written in all caps. And you might go, whoa, that's, that's odd. Did, did, did David just do that to be fancy? You know, you know how sometimes in a book you're reading, <coughs> 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 the first, maybe the first, letter of the chapter, the first word or two of the chapter, they, they, they'll set it off in, in maybe some, some um, capital letters or, or, or a fancy uh, type or a fancy script. This, but this, uh, when, they wrote the, when they write the word Lord in all caps in the Old Testament, what it does is lets us know something about that word for Lord. That's the word for Yahweh. That's the word that, that God gave Moses to tell the Israelites who he was. I am the Lord. I am who I am, and that I am has sent me, has sent you. <coughs> that is the name for God. And it's written special because there are other names, there are other words that will be, that will be, be used as, translated as Lord, or, or Lord Almighty, or, 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 or God, or, 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 or other words like that. And, but this is set off, this is the special name for God. Is O Lord, O Lord, our Lord, how majestic is your name in all the earth. Second word that David uses for Lord is one of the more common names for Lord. And so if we were to actually look at how he actually wrote it, he said, he'd say, Yahweh, our Lord, <coughs> your name is majestic, is mighty in all the earth. There's a, there's belief, there's a belief that there's power in a name. There's belief that there's power in a name. And, and I, I think that power still exists today, right? Because I, I think if, if you tell any of your children, just wait until your father or mother gets home, um, there's power in that name, right? I mean, I, I remember growing up uh, from time to time, mom would have to say, boys, just wait until your father gets home. And we knew that we had crossed some line that we could not uncross. And that certain discipline was coming our way. <coughs> that we had pushed mom just a bit too far that day. And we see through the pages of scripture that there's power in the name of God. Right? You, we see in, in, in Acts, uh, they say, hey, there's power in the name of Jesus. That there's no other name given, to men, given among men by which we must be saved. There's power in a name. There's power in the name of God. Not magical kind of incantation power as some ancient religions would have you. 
But through faith in God, he has delivered his people throughout the ages. We, we, as, you, as you read through the pages of, of the Old Testament, we see how God has delivered his people time and time again as they gave themselves to worship him. He, he goes on, he says, yeah, you have set your glory above the heavens. Set your glory in the heavens. There's, as David said, there, there, there's nothing quite as beautiful as being out in the country, being out away from the city, and not, on a clear night being able to look up and see all of the stars, seeing the handiwork of our Father. He's placed his glory in the heavens through creation. And we see the beauty of a night sky, the stars in their place. It's hard to believe that this happened by chance. It's hard to believe that this happened by accident. <coughs> the way that the planets and the stars move through their courses in the sky, through the seasons. Yeah, I, I thought, I thought you know, the, the songs I picked last week for, for worship were, uh, were pretty good. And then, then turn around and, and I got to pick songs again for this same text. And, and I, 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 know, I don't know which one was better because last week we were saying all of creation, right? And so we want to join in with all of creation and singing these praises to God. The, 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 the flowers and the plants and the trees and the animals and the stars and the plants in the sky. And then this week with stars, that, that he, he calls us each by name. He knows us, no matter uh, what's going on in the world around us, he cares very much for who we are. He, he, as he's set the stars in the sky, he cares very much for us as well. Like I said earlier, he's, he's infinitely powerful, but he wants to be intimately close with each and every one of us. And it's hard to believe. It's hard to believe that, 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 that the God of all creation who created everything that we see would want to draw close <coughs> to us. David says, To the praise of children and infants, you have established a stronghold against your enemy. To silence the foe of the avenger. <coughs> Excuse me. It, it's been fun um, over the last few weeks seeing the kids participate in worship. And, and, and seeing them stand and sing. And, and, so, sometimes they're just kind of like, I, I, I can't read those words. I don't know what those words mean. I'm, I'm not sure what those words are. And so they'll just kind of stand there. But then after they hear the songs, enough, or the songs become part of, of our worship enough, all of a sudden you start to see them participate and join in and sing. One of the uh, best things about uh, having to, to record during quarantine was the opportunity to have Jaden and Saray join us uh, on the praise team. It, it's funny, when we, when we were in the stage of recording, uh, we'd have the, the couches uh, uh, up here on stage, and, and Jaden would sit on a stool back behind one of the couches. And the, the bass guitar that he used was so heavy that he, we, he had to get up on the stool first, and then we had to hand him the guitar. Uh, and and that, I, I don't know if you remember, because when we, when we started doing the outdoor services on the lawn, he, he had to sit in a chair, because once again, uh, the, 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 the bass guitar that he was using was so heavy that um, to stand would have probably started to hurt his back. And so he's like, okay, well, why don't we just sit there and, and play? Like, Do I have to sit here in the very front? That's the best place for you to sit, bud. We, this is where I need you to sit. Okay, fine. Um, he, he's much, m- much glad now to be playing the electric guitar. It's a little lighter. It's a little, you know, a little, a little more what, what he wants to do. Um, but it, it's been fun because in, in that time of recording, uh, we, we could always uh, re-record if, if we messed up. And there's a couple times we had to 
to, to re-record a song, but I don't think we ever had to re-record a song because he messed up. Usually it was one of those old guys who did something wrong or, or somehow it just, for some reason, the song didn't sound right because of all of us and not just because of him. But then through the extra time at home, uh, Saray, I think she was probably just a little bit jealous that that little brother was up on stage first. And so, but we play off chord charts and she plays beautifully if you give her all these notes. And so she had to learn how to play off of a chord chart because it was kind of just plunky. <coughs> but through all of the extra practice, <coughs> <coughs> I took a cough medicine this morning too. <coughs> she, uh, even after all, all that extra practice, she got uh, selected to begin at uh, Barbara Ingram this, this fall for piano. And so she's uh, really excited about those prospects. It's fun. Not just as a father to get to play um, uh, up on stage and, and set an example for my children, but then at some point to kind of just hand over the reins to them and let them help lead uh, the church in worship. The praise of children. You've established a stronghold against your enemies. Because when I consider, when I consider your heavens, the work of your fingers, the mountain, the moon, and the stars that you've set in their place, what is mankind that you're mindful of them? Human beings care for them. There's a story told about Teddy Roosevelt. <laughs> that uh, before he'd go to bed at night, he'd often go out and look at the night sky. He'd search for a tiny patch of light near the constellation Pegasus. And he'd say, that, that is the spiral galaxy in Andromeda. It's as large as our Milky Way, one of a hundred million galaxies. It consists of 100 billion suns, each larger than our sun. They would sit there and you'd look at the stars, you'd look at the, the handiwork of God. Then he would say to his companions, now I think we are small enough. Let's go to bed. Now I think, <coughs> I think we are quite small enough. Let's go to bed. Why does man, why does mankind that you are mindful of them, that God has made uh, all the stars of the sky, yet he cares very deeply about us. But we are his children. And God longs to be reunited with us as his children. That's why the story of the prodigal son is such a perfect picture of the gospel. Because we've all left the father's house. We've all gone to a distant country. We've all gone our own way. Yet God patiently waits for us to return. He patiently waits for us to come home. And when we do, he runs to meet us. He hugs us. He restores us to family. He throws a party. And that's what he longs to do for everyone. Because God can't stop loving us. He loves us with a never stopping, never giving up, always and forever love. It's a love that caused God to send his very son his, the one through whom he created the entire universe to the earth he created. For our sake, he left the glories of heaven and became poor to live a common, ordinary life in a common, ordinary town. When the time was right, God's son became a preacher. And he traveled throughout his people and told them how to come back to God. More than that, when the time fully came, he would sacrifice himself. He would lay down his life 
He would die on a cross in our place for our sin. God didn't just give lip service to love. He demonstrated it in the clearest way possible by paying the price the law required so that we could be restored. And what is man that we are mindful of him? He cares so deeply us. See, he didn't create us just to be his minions. He didn't create us just to be his robots. He didn't create us just uh, so that we could just be his yes people. He created us, he created us with value, responsibility. You created them just a little lower than the angels and crowned them with glory and honor. You made them rulers over the work of your hand, put everything under their feet. He created us. Created us a little lower than the angels. Can you imagine what that would be like? I mean, we have this, sometimes we, we have this kind of high and uh, way out in the sky kind of view of what an angel is. And we can tell from scripture that whenever angels appear on the screen, uh, on the scene, that it is a moment of fright. Because whenever uh, an angel shows up, an angel always has to say, do not be afraid. Do not be afraid. They've come straight from the presence of God <coughs> to, 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 to join us in our world. Do not be afraid. Do not worship me. I am, I, I am not one to be worshipped. What they kind of say, they, 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 yet God created us just a little below them. With all of our faults and all of our flaws, he still cares for us. When you look at the care and the precision God made our bodies, when you look at the care and precision it took to create a planet for us to live on. I, I, I love how scientists went to explore uh, other planets and other galaxies and other places, just other parts of God's creation. But God created us specifically to live on this planet. He created a home perfectly for us to live here, that we are not made to live on the moon or, the, or Mars or anywhere else in all of creation. He created earth perfectly for us. And he's given us more than enough resources to live on earth until he determines that our time is through. <coughs> now, that doesn't mean we should waste them. And so it doesn't mean, it doesn't mean we should... <coughs> 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 It doesn't mean we should waste them. It doesn't mean we should um, be careless with them. He's placed these things under our control. He's given us this world to live in, to glorify him in this place. People often make the point, because the atrocities per, per, uh, perpetrated by other people, that somehow that the, power, the problem of evil, if, 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 if God was truly loving, that he'd keep all evil from ever happening. Man's free will isn't an argument against God. Man's free will is an opportunity for God to reveal his glory through redemption. Man's sin is not an argument against God's goodness. God shows us our value by the price he paid for our redemption. The blood of Jesus poured out for us. So David ends the psalm the same way he begins. He ties a bow around the whole psalm by repeating, O Lord, our Lord, how majestic is your name in all the earth. And we're almost left to say, duh, right? No doubt. Is there any other possible conclusion except to say that his name 
is majestic, that his name is mighty, that his name is holy, that his name is powerful, that his name is enough. That all we need and all that we could ever want is found in him, that there's no one else worthy of praise. So maybe today, maybe today you need to make Jesus your Savior. Maybe today you need to accept his great display of love on the cross and have his grace applied to your life. Maybe you need help in your faith journey, help you repent of sin and to confess Jesus as your Savior. That's a step that you need to take today. We want to celebrate with you and connect with you. And so we'd love for you to fill out the connection card at cchmd.com slash connect. You can fill out the, when you fill out the connection card, you can check the box that says become a Christian. Or you can simply text the word life to 240-347-0897. But as I look around, I notice that many of us are already believers. That, that many of us have already taken that step in our life. That we don't need to make Jesus our Savior, but maybe we need to once again be struck with the sense of awe and wonder creation around us. Of how, you know, how to realize how big God is and how small we are, that, but then in his biggest bigness, he still loves us very much and cares each one of us. He knows each of us by name. And he loves those even those who have not yet acknowledged him. So maybe this week, this week as we go throughout our days, we go throughout uh, our, the, 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 the travels of our week, maybe we'll have the opportunity to share with someone just how very much God loves. Let's pray. Father, I thank you. I thank you that you love us. And in spite of our flaws, in spite of our, our failures, in spite of our weaknesses, Father, you still love and seek us out. Father, I pray that you would help us to love others well. Father, that through our words and through our actions, we can help others see and know who Jesus is. That, Father, they can look upon you with awe and wonder. And just as we say, O Lord, our Lord, how majestic is your name in all the earth. Jesus, I pray. I hope you guys have a great week, and I look forward to seeing you guys again next Sunday.